This is Garden Plots with Skeletor, the podcast that's usually hosted inside the comfort and security of my Snake Mountain recording studio, a location that has diminished considerably in both comfort and safety thanks to the work of the Contractarians. Little brother, if you needed some work done around Snake Mountain, you should have called me about it. I've been watching a lot of fortress flipping shows on the Palace and Grounds channel, and it doesn't look so hard. Just think of all the brotherly fun we could have had doing the renovations together. I'm told I have quite a flair for interior decor. Your Highness, if I remember correctly, Queen Marlena cancelled your cable subscription after you started suggesting that we replace all the furniture with beanbag chairs. I think they're fun! What is distinctly not fun is being dragged from your own recording studio. You're welcome! The sunshine will be great for you. Uh, maybe we shouldn't interrupt, Fisto. Dragged from your own recording studio and press-ganged into sibling bonding activities with your worthless brother, King Randor, and his pugilism-prone, pea-brained pal, Fisto. And Duncan, who it is nice to see again. But I have a duty, audience, an obligation to ameliorate the worst of your gardening deficiencies and spare your plants the burden of your scattershot care. Now, obviously, I could simply go to each of your homes individually and liberate your plants from your possession. But there are only so many surfaces in Snake Mountain on which to put a plant. So I'm trusting that you will heed my edicts. Yes, you sure are a edictator about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he really can be. <laughs> oh, no. Is this what this whole afternoon is going to be like? That's sibling day for you. Time to really enjoy sibling bonds. Well, you don't have to save enjoying me for just one day, man-at-arms. Please, call me Duncan. We've been over this. Oh, come on. But it's such a cute name. I always thought it was fun. Kind of our thing, you know? You started calling me Manatee Arms when I was 13, because my arms were less developed than yours. Then you got the whole school, including teachers, to use an abbreviated version of that nickname. How is that fun? How is it not? Nobody even remembers that my name is Duncan anymore. You got the payroll department to print manatee arms on my paychecks. Do you know how difficult it is to cash those? How am I supposed to show ID for that? <laughs> Can't you just roll up your sleeves and show them those adorable little nubbins you call biceps? <laughs> Come on, man. Duncan, you know I'm just kidding around. Yes, very funny. Glad you agree. And it's not like you didn't have your little revenges. Remember when you shut down your little lemonade stand rather than let me help you with it? That wasn't revenge, Fisto. That was because you had decided sugar was a sign of weakness and wouldn't let us use any. Well, I wasn't about to let you ruin a perfectly good glass of lemon juice by pouring coward salt into it. Stop calling sugar that. Glad to be an only child. Nonsense, Riley. Having siblings is great. It's nice to have someone who's always there to support you and cheer you on in your victories. Uh, no, it's not. It's terrible. This entire day is terrible. I could be doing anything else, and instead I am here 
in a boat in the middle of this lake with all of you and fishing. What do you have against fishing? You upset because that sourpuss face of yours scares all the fish off? <laughs> Your puss often is sour, it's true. Anyway, fishing's great! I doubt you have ever caught even one fish in your entire life. Not one! Well, I'll admit, I'm still working out some of the kinks in my technique. But once I do, we'll be up to our beards in Finny Friends. Perhaps if you used a rod instead of trying to punch the fish. Buddy, you gotta play to your strengths. I know I've got a lot of them, but you've got strengths too. I'm just not a rod and reel kind of guy. I'm a massive fist kind of guy. You know, because of my giant metal fist. Man, Duncan, you could probably catch a lot more fish if you just shot them with your wrist-mounted laser blasters. Or we could just go to the store and buy some. Look, not to be that guy. And yet. But I thought we agreed we weren't bringing any guests. This is my soundman, um, my podcast producer, Riley. She is very much a condition of me attending this fish-bothering Brothers Day event. Oh, come on! You guys made me promise not to bring Buzz off, and Skeletor gets to bring a goth kid with some sound equipment? Now, Fisto, Riley is here in working capacity, and she's an only child. I'm sure Buzz off is busy with his hive mates on Siblings Day. I'm also apparently the only one here that knows how fishing works. Are none of you going to bait your hooks? Oh, well, you know, it's just that normally... You're supposed to bait them? They don't use hooks. Fist only. I even came up with a name for my fist-based fishing method. Fisting! You know, like a combination of fist and fishing. Pretty good, right? Ha! That's terrific. Uh, It's a ridiculous name, and the word punching is right there. Please, not that. jeez, all right, fine. Spit in the face of genius. What about H2O? Oh, dang! Here comes my giant fist! Ah, Sweeping your lives! Ah. You know what? It's great. I love it. Mm, it's not as catchy, though. It's, it's great, Fisto. Of the two options, I think that H2O, dang, here comes my giant fist, ah, swim for your lives, is definitely the right choice. Really? Well, it's got its charm, too, I suppose. Yes, yes, fine, but what's this about baiting a hook? Are you alleging that I should be taunting and insulting my equipment until it lashes out in impotent rage and makes a mistake that I might take advantage of? Perhaps I've been too quick to dismiss this activity. No, I mean, you have to put something on the hook that the fish want to eat or they won't bite it. They're not completely stupid. Did none of you know this? Oh no, I knew. I just didn't think that was really the point of why we came out here, you know? It's all about the fresh air and familial bonds. It's not about the fish. The fish is just the Piscine cherry on this fraternal Sunday. So you lured me out here just to sit in this boat as a captive audience to whatever brotherly declarations you wanted to spout? Well, the tables have turned! Audience, while you are not in the strictest sense captive, I do expect you to maintain all behaviors as though you were. No turning this off. Especially since we're discussing... Hmm. It's coming from Snake Mountain. I better take this. Skeletor speaking. Why are you asking me if you can have a sleepover? You're in charge. 
No, that doesn't mean you can take the Bashasaurus for a joyride. Well, you can try to outlaw noises that you think might be ghosts, but I think you'll find that law very difficult to enforce. No, you can't make fire the ambassador to Polisia. Have you even read the bylaws? I don't care what Whiplash said. He's not in charge. You are. Do not scoot on the rug. Do not. No, I haven't tried it. I seriously doubt I would be pleasantly surprised by the experience. Go get your own rug. Well, fine. If, if you're itchy, there's grass outside. Go scoot on that. Fine. Goodbye. Yes, fine. I love you, too. Did you just say I love you, too? Yes. Is everything okay? Do we need to cut this siblings day short? I'm sure we'd all more than understand if we needed to head back to shore. Absolutely not. I came here to be miserable in the company of my ridiculous brother, and I intend to sit here and suffer through it like a noble and stoic elm. You are the least stoic person I know. And who are you saying I love you to? Also, why were you saying I love you? Oh, that was Beast Man. You have to say I love you too before you hang up or he just keeps calling back and whimpering. And you weren't saying it because you meant it? <laughs> no. Anyway, hopefully that'll be the last interruption for a while. Beast Man is in charge and he's been extra clingy as a result. Beast Man is in charge? Apparently someone finally read his resume and he did surprisingly well in the interview portion. So, yes, against every odd in this universe, Beast Man is somehow in charge of Snake Mountain. Grayskull, help us all. Especially my area rug. Oh, is that why you brought your rug with you? I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. It's pasted on your chin. No, the pieces of carpet he's wearing on his face were pulled up from the conversation pit during the renovations. Clearly, this is a beard... A magnificent, naturally grown, organic, free-range beard. The way all beards are. Oh! In that case, I assume you'd like some beard advice. I think you're brushing wrong. The grain on the shag carpet is all out of whack. Excuse you, this is facial hair. And no, I want nothing from you but your silence. It is a little unkempt, brother. Maybe just a pointer or two. My beard and I are perfect and need nothing from any of you. In fact, my beard is so perfect that I have, with only the most minor campaigns of magical harassment, secured a sponsorship deal from Budget Face Scraping Society. Whoa, voluntarily doing a sponsorship. I'm shocked. Well, I've been working on this one so long, I couldn't very well not do it when they finally said yes. Well, it wasn't so much a yes as, ah, okay, okay, please just stop enchanting our straight razors to crawl around like lacerating caterpillars, but the point stands. Classic Skeletor. Oh, man, little brother, remember when you followed me around with a fork and kept poking me every few minutes, insisting that you were the cruel thorns of a blackberry bush? Ha, <laughs> adorable. I have no such memory. You are clearly mistaking me for someone else. Now... Budget Face Scraping Society. Is your face resplendent and yet you periodically want to obscure it with hair? And then, after obscuring it just to prove that you can and are in no way inferior to your bebearded bane of a firstborn brother, perhaps you desire to regain the clean, hairless look that allows all to marvel at the perfection of your bone structure then you need Budget Face Scraping Society's Customizable Shave Kit. 
All you need to do is fill out a short questionnaire in which you describe your usual face care regimen, how frequently you shave, what style of facial hair you like to grow, what materials it is made out of when you grow it, etc. Um, really? Well, I presume. You try completing a questionnaire while doing dark magic and see how far you get! The Budget Face Scraping Society razors are designed to lift your hair, shearing it close to the root, which I assume is the part of the hair that is secured to the superglue. Last time I used it, only a few small patches of face fiber remained attached, and those were easily taken care of with a belt sander. Budget Face Scraping Society. If you, like myself, grow so much facial hair that you find it necessary to remove some percentage of it, then their tiny, affordable facial knives are the product for you. Visit their website and sign up today to get a second kit for free. I had one sent to Beastman, who has been matting terribly and is in desperate need of his summer shave. Snake Mountain has so many tumbleweeds of Beastman fur that we've had to set up a crossing for them in the hallways. Speaking of, um, difficult-to-care-for employees, do you have any advice about plants that might soften the blow of Ram Man's wall ramming? I don't think we can stop him, but I'd like to at least ensure he gets fewer scrapes and bruises. This is highly out of the ordinary, but I suppose since I am in this absurd situation, sure, why not let us tackle Leaf It to me now? Next maybe we'll plant tomatoes in January and wear boots on our hands, or have an open and honest discussion about our feelings. It's fine if you'd rather not do my question. I don't want to spoil your episode. No, no, it's not you, Duncan. Your question is perfectly welcome. I, uh, thank you. Uh, so, leave it to me. You should have leafed the beard ad to me in Randor, eh, buddy? Ha, <laughs> you card. But hold on now. As much as I do take pride in my beard... I'm impressed that Skeletor has pioneered his own type of facial hair. I think it looks much better on his chin than carpeting the Snake Mountain conversation pit. A conversation oubliette now. Really? You should invite Marlena and me over to see the renovation sometime. Adam's been a bit of a handful lately, but he does have a burgeoning interest in the macabre. I'm sure he'd leap at the chance to visit his uncle's new dungeon. Well, maybe not leap, but... Perhaps slouch more enthusiastically than normal. I said, leave it to me. I will paraphrase Duncan's question. Dear Magnificent Skeletor, your beard looks impeccable and any right-thinking person would pine daily for a beard that could hold the feeblest candle to your embristled visage. Although my own mustache is quite good and people should appreciate it more. <clears throat> I have an employee prone to head-ramming rampages that require a mile of gauze and bandages in the aftermath. Are there any safe vining plants that make good wall cover for cushioning the impact of a muddle-headed moron meeting brick and mortar? Yours, Duncan. I'm fairly certain I didn't write that. Oh, it was implied. And you are in luck, Duncan, because there are many options. But Clematis is hardy in most growing zones and has varieties in every color you can think of. You can also select varieties that bloom in the time of year you most prefer. It can grow between 4 to 25 feet, making it a good cover for garden walls, but will need a trellis to support them. You can grow from a container or plant it in the ground, but you want very rich, well-draining soil, so containers are often the better option. They need bright sun for six hours a day if you want to get blooms, 
but be sure to plant some ground cover at the roots or spread mulch at the base of your clematis to keep the soil cool. It does not like warm roots. Anything scented we can plant? Marlena loves a midnight stroll through a fragrant garden. Ugh. Oh, no, that wasn't a metaphor. There's something a little more redolent. There's star jasmine with its heavily scented white pinwheel blossoms. Star jasmine can indeed be trained up a trellis, although you may need to attach it with zip ties or butterfly clips at first. It's unlikely to grow quite as big, but can reach 20 feet if given enough bright light, eight hours a day preferably. It will tolerate partial shade and even heavy shade, but you are unlikely to see as much growth and far fewer blossoms. It enjoys the same soil as the clematis, but is fairly drought tolerant once it's been well established. Water deeply and regularly for the first year or two as your star jasmine establishes its root system. After that, you have a largely fuss-free plant that will perfume your garden throughout spring and even into summer. Gotta say, I'm glad I don't have the responsibility of employees. Or any responsibility at all? Now, now. Fisto is responsible for some of our diplomacy. Why do you think we have such great connections with Buzzoff and Stratos? The Andrenids and the people of Avion can't get enough of Fisto. Who can? I can think of a few people. Hey, it's not my fault that I bring the party. You were so good at that. Uh, pity you didn't bring your bongos. Such a talented fellow. Back at you, Randy. And hey, Skeletor, I just wanted to say that I do truly hope that Snake Mountain is still standing when you get back. I didn't mean to make light of it. I'm sure it's a bit touch and go. I mean, I don't know if I'd leave Beastman in charge of being covered in orange fur. And he is covered in orange fur. Because he's Beastman. Well, no one asked you. Or me. I didn't serve on the interview committee. You know, you never say I love you when you're hanging up the phone with me. You never call! Do you want me to? Excelsior, no, do not call! I don't want to make small talk about ordinances, or what you and Marlena are having for dinner. Oh, we're trying that cerulean smock thing you advertised on the podcast. Of course, we do have Chef Allen, but we like to give him the night off every now and again and try our hands at cooking. We made trout and potato hash, and I must say, it turned out delicious. I just said I don't want to hear about what you've had for dinner. See, this is part of the problem. You never listen. I listen to the podcast, and I think you're doing a super job with it. That is not the same thing. I think what Skeletor is trying to say, Randor, is that maybe you don't listen about his feelings. This is absolutely not about the feelings I might or might not have. But it would be okay if it were. Ugh, I need to answer this. Yes? I know it's you, Beastman. And there is no point in pretending that it's not you and then asking questions specific to your leadership of this evil fortress. No, I don't know where your other shoe is. Why do you keep them separate to begin with? Ah, you wanted them to be surprised when they saw each other again. Beastman, this is a problem that you have created and that I cannot help with. I'm going to hang up now. Do not call again unless something is on fire or someone is bleeding. And do not instigate either of those situations as an excuse to call. Yes. Fine, I love you too. You're so good with him, champ. Your leadership skills are really strong. And I just want you to know that I think you're doing a great job with this current situation. Current situation. 
Is that a reference to my being deposed from both the Eternian royal throne and my own evil fortress? I wasn't going to bring it up, but jeez, you are a lot heavier than you look. Thank Grayskull, Ramman found that wheelbarrow. When you were knocked unconscious after trying to seize the power of Grayskull, I thought we were just going to have to roll you down the steps. One, how very dare you bring that up. Secondly, you're welcome for the free exercise. Goodness knows all you care about is how many reps you can do with your free weights, how hard you punch things, and how many reps you can do while punching things. No. Care about other things, too. Beard maintenance, I bet. Thank you, manatee arms. Yes, I also care about beard maintenance. Oh, you also like off-roading on your sky sled. You can't off-road something that doesn't require a road in the first place. Really? I would think that means you can only off-road it. Thanks, Randy. And don't forget ponies! Hold on, I might be having some interference on the equipment. It sounded like you said ponies? I did say ponies. I've always liked ponies. I'm a real pony guy. That is true. He had a Ponies Illustrated magazine subscription, and his side of the bedroom was just covered in pony posters. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, I remember the children's fair we had. We couldn't get you away from the pony rides. The children were a little surprised, but I must say, I've never seen you look so happy. Ponies? I can't believe you would let children around ponies. They are violent, surprisingly strong, absolutely adorable machines of chaos and destruction. Does he mean children or ponies? Could go either way. I'm listening. A pony is a quarter the size of a horse, but with three times the swagger. You can braid their mane, and they'll let you do it. But 30 seconds later, they will break your foot just because they like the feel of crushing your delicate bones. They will hold their breath while you are saddling them. So when you're riding, the saddle will slide and dump you on the ground. They fear no man, no beast, no god. How are they about gardens? Oh, they'll absolutely mangle everything you've ever cared about. Hmm... Well, you nearly had me convinced that pony minions would be a technology worth looking into, but they sound a little too unpredictable. And I already have a whiplash and a beast, man. You should trade them for a pony. Hey, manatee, remember when I tried to trade you to that farmer for magic pony growing beans? Well, I can't imagine how I'd forget, since you bring it up every time we are together. Do I? Well, <laughs> I just remember the warm feeling of hope as I went to sleep that night waiting to wake up in the morning to see my new pony seedlings in full bloom. Pony seedlings! You have regained my highly coveted attention. Of course, it was extra hard to sleep with all the noise from the search party that our parents put together. It was even harder to sleep when a swindling would-be farmer had me pulling a rickety cart over country roads. I don't know what you're complaining about. You were pretty scrawny back then and could use the exercise and the adventure. I could have done without having a feed bag full of oats strapped to my face. What about me? Those beans never even grew into ponies. Ah, and you have lost my attention yet again. The seed-based scam might have been a lesson to you. Well, I thought it might be a lesson, but I was so busy climbing the tall vines that did grow from those seeds and rescuing that golden harp lady from the Cloud Kingdom that I totally forgot to try self-reflection. Oh, I'd forgotten all about that. Dad had quite a time smoothing things over with the Cumulosians after you stole their national treasure. What a card you were. You stole a harp lady? It was all a misunderstanding. I thought she was being imprisoned. 
Did you ask her, maybe? Ask her? <laughs> what a joker. Wasn't joking. Mine is not to ask. Mine is to fist. Well. Shh, shh, shh. The majesty of that life mantra is just sinking in. This happens every time. All right, that's sunken in about as much as I could stand, and I don't want to be recording all of this dead air. I already have to edit out all of the disfluencies, and let me tell you, I don't get paid by the um. Where? Let me sprinkle a little magic dust on this audio to make it all worth it. A place where nobody dared to go. The love that we no, came to know. No, I refuse to be party to this. We are doing feral foliage now. No, no, he's actually Ooh. really good at this. Like, this is and the now, best cover I've heard. Maybe so, but no one can hold a candle to the original. What we have made is real. We are in Xanadu. Oh, no need to applaud everybody, no need. I got enough of that down at the Whistling Goose on karaoke nights. Yes, from tasteless dunderheads, no doubt. Do you still have your old bell-bottom, Skeletor? You always looked so much better in those than I did. You had bell-bottoms? Feral foliage! Today we are discussing the cattail. They can thrive along the water's edge in almost any climate at all. Cultivating them for your own pond or water feature comes with an array of troubles, as they have many weed-like qualities and are persistent growers. However, in the wild, cattails provide a haven for fish and other small aquatic creatures that birds enjoy feeding on. They create a shield against wind and cold, as well as providing excellent nesting material for birds. They are ecosystem champions. If you'd like to do some wildlife watching, set your camp chair down anywhere with cattails and wait for the bounty of nature to arrive. Good for bird watching? Oh, I'm gonna share that tip with the guys. I'm gonna see a pied-billed creep this year if it kills me. It's not a competition. Pfft, says the guy who's listed 17th on the Bird Spotter's monthly newsletter. Usually you're a come-in third kind of guy, little brother. There's no shame in coming in third. <laughs> Well, I suppose it's only natural to feel that way when you're surrounded by people like He-Man, Stratos, and myself, obviously. <laughs> I don't need to be first place at anything. I'm not trying to be better than anyone. I'm trying to be the best that I can be. I know! That's what's so great about you. You do your best, even though it's not the best. Whereas you... Well, I don't want to say that I am the best, but, uh... Huh. Usually, uh, somebody else chimes in and says it for me at that point. Wow, so someone else is able to speak when you're do you think around. that Duncan... Uh, he tries. I mean, he tries his best. Really, really works at trying. He's a champion trier. Uh, well, you know what I think about all of your... It's fine, Skeletor. No, no, it is not fine! What's the matter? What do you mean, what's the matter? Are you this clueless about the nature of familial relationships? You don't even notice when your best friend is being an unbearable oaf of the worst kind. And you wonder why I don't jump at the chance to spend this day in watery imprisonment with you. Whoa, hey there. The unbearable oaf is sitting right here. You did meet me, right? And Randor's trying to bond with you. It's not his fault that it's like trying to form a friendship with a rabid porcupine. My high standard for and low tolerance of camaraderie is one of my best qualities, and I won't apologize for it. Hmm, you could stand to apologize for it once in a while. 
If anyone should apologize, it's Fisto. He's been insufferable since we got onto this sorceress-forsaken watercraft and embarked on this afternoon of misery. Apologize for what? Maybe for treating me like a fifth-rate joke that you can't wait to laugh at with your friends. I said third place! This is what I'm talking about! I'm just gonna put this out there, but perhaps we don't have to have this conversation at full volume? Don't think you aren't also the problem here! How am I the problem? See? That! That right there! That utter disbelief that you could ever be the problem! No, the only problem in this family has been Skeletor, and that is how it has always been! Grayskull, spare me your golden boy ramblings. I knew this was a mistake. I never should have agreed to participate in this fraternal farce. Riley, pack up my tackle box. We are leaving. I would rather swim back to Snake Mountain than spend another moment with this self-righteous sap of a sibling. Okay, first of all, no. We're like a mile away from the shore. We are not swimming. And second, by tackle box, do you mean this briefcase that you stuffed with loose crackers and a post-it note that says... Step one, learn to fish. Step two, dupe gullible brother. Step three, nyahaha. You actually wrote out the words nyahaha. Who does that? I was wondering why you agreed to come along. I know when she loaned you the money to convert Snake Mountain from an abandoned discotheque into an evil fortress, you promised Mother you'd observe Siblings Day every year, but usually you just write, Technically you are my brother on a rock and throw it through the palace window. And yet, every year, you make a big show about inviting me out on your boat just so you can rub it in my magnificently bearded face that Mother thinks you are the big success in the family. What do you have that I don't? A boat? Not helping, Fisto. Also a kingdom? Oh, and a beard that isn't made of mangled carpet samples. You're just jealous because your beard doesn't happen to grow in a densely woven floral pattern. Now, now, little brother. Nobody's saying that it isn't a very nice beard. I was. Shut up, Randy! The only reason I agreed to join you hirsute halfwits on this misbegotten maritime misadventure is so I could trick you into getting the contractarians who have been plaguing my stronghold off my back by granting them some lucrative government construction projects. Oh. Is that all? Consider it done. But no! You had to get all superior with your... Wait, really? Sure. Having a ram man on staff means we've always got something around the castle that needs rebuilding. And the contractarians do good work. I'll call Greg and have him draw up some of the paperwork as soon as we dock. Well, good. I mean, yes. This was all according to my sinister scheme. I hope you're not expecting us to hug, or braid each other's hair, or whatever it is that brothers do in these sibling novels that you're always reading. No, no. I mean, it would be nice, but I've known you long enough to not hope for miracles. Although I really think you might enjoy some of those books. A sibling sojourn is particularly well written. But there is something I must ask in return. I told you already, no hugging. Understood. It's just that, well... Adam's been acting a bit peculiar lately. Lately? A different sort of peculiar than usual. He's been... littering. And after he makes his impassioned speeches about civic responsibility, he looks embarrassed and says, Not! It's very frustrating. He tried to roll his eyes at me the other day, but it went on so long that Marlena thought he was possessed and sent for an exorcist. 
While your parental tribulations are very amusing, I fail to see how they concern me. I was getting to that. I think he's considering changing alignments and pursuing an evil lifestyle. But he's not very good at it. And you want me to uh, frighten him into returning to the fold? No, no, no. If Adam decides to be evil, well, that's not the life that I envisioned for him, but I want to be supportive. It's just a world that I don't know much about. I thought maybe you could have a chat with him and help set him on, well, whatever the opposite of the straight and narrow is. The crooked and wide, I suppose? The point is, he could use a role model. You see me as a role model? Well, you've always had such a clear vision for your personal aesthetic. I may not always approve of the choices you've made, but your commitment to your ideals is... Well, I wouldn't say admirable, but it certainly is impressive. In a way, I'm a little jealous. You're jealous of me? I mean, of course you're jealous of me. What is there not to envy? Well, not now, Fisto. Wait. Randor, you lured me out to an isolated location using subterfuge in hopes of tricking me into performing a service for you? I wouldn't put it that way. You did a scheme! It wasn't a scheme. I may have had a slight ulterior motive, but I genuinely wanted to spend the day fishing with my little brother. A scheme! I'd call it diplomacy, but you can't run a kingdom for as long as I have without picking up some skills at manipulation. Perhaps we are related after all. All right, you get the Contractarians out of my hair, and I'll endeavor to bestow some helpful hints on heinousness to my buffoon of a nephew as he dabbles in ignominy. Uh, this is all great, but Skeletor, I think you've got a fish on the line. I do? I didn't bait any hooks. Uh, Perhaps the fish was just drawn to my aura of majesty. More like I baited your hook when you were busy yelling about family stuff. Agree to disagree. I am clearly an undisputed master of all things Piscine. What do I do now? Reel it in! Oh, you needn't yell! I'll get the net! Bring your line to the side of the boat here. I'm trying! It's not like the fish is being especially cooperative. Watch the sides. We don't want to capsize. No, it's fine. I've got it. I can use my fist as a ballast. Here, pull it in. Duncan, scoop the net under it. I did it! I have fished! It's still flopping around. What are we supposed to do now? I've got a pretty good idea of how to handle this. Come on, fist! No, 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 no! Oh. Right. The boat. Fisted by my own petard. Please stop using that as a verb. So, I guess we're sinking now. Oh, and the fish got away. Thanks for a great Siblings Day experience, everyone. Being an only child rules. What is it, Beast Man? You ate all the Pop-Tarts. There was a crate of them! No, you weren't supposed to eat the foil wrapping. Yes, I am sure that your stomach does hurt. Oh, the problem is that no one stopped you. Go find Clawful and tell him you need five cc's of tum-tum rubs. He'll know what to do. Yes, I'll be home soon. Well, probably. I love you too. The mantle of leadership. Will it kill Beast Man? That all depends on the toxicity of Pop-Tart wrappers, I suppose. Uh, weird question, but is that Favriel in a rowboat? That's not as weird as the answer, which is yes. And now she... 
did a perfectly executed swan dive. Did I hit my head on something? I, I normally wouldn't admit this, but it seems like a good time to confess that I don't know how to swim. Usually it is better mentioned before the boat is 55% underwater, but at least you are wearing a life vest. Did you teach your piece, Lily, how to do the side stroke? You should cover that in an episode. The only thing more infuriating than drowning with all of you is being saved by my bedeviled Peace Lily and her access to the power of Grayskull. No, Fabriel! Save the recording equipment first, then worry about Festo. Happy Siblings Day, kiddo. I'm really glad you're my brother. <laughs> well, I am an unfettered joy to all who are graced to know me. So we have an understanding? Don't worry, friends! I can punch us to shore! I don't think... Fist! I assuage the Contractarians, and you speak to Adam? Oh no! My giant metal fist is sinking! Who could have foreseen that my strength could become my liability? I mean, everyone? No, Fabriel, he's got a life jacket, it's fine. Get the mics, get the mics! Agreed. It's a mutual scheme, then. Don't worry I'm... about me! Well... Save my fist! Fisty, it's okay. Go live your life. I'll never let go, Fisty. I'll never let go. Is he talking to his fist? I thought he'd grown out of that, but yes, that's a thing. You're a little impressed with me, aren't you? <laughs> no, I... Gabriel! Save Fisty. It's my last request. I... Okay, yes. I suppose if I have to have a brother, you are... A, an acceptable one to have for me. Ah, fine. It's not like I bought these mics anyway. I love you too, little brother. I love Garden Pots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. King Randor is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Matt at Arms is played by Jared K. Anderson. Fisto is played by Hal Lublin. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thanks for listening. The love, the echoes of long ago, you needed the world to know. They are in Xanadu. You know, you are pretty good at karaoke. You're not bad yourself. Always thought you had some decent pipes on you. You know, you could come next time I go. No competition, just singing. I'd like that. I haven't sung Rhinestone Cowboy in more than a decade. <laughs> like a rhinestone cowboy. 
Riding out on a horse in a star-bangled rodeo. Like, like a rhinestone, rhinestone cowboy. cowboy. <laughs>